<laughs> Thank you for listening to Internet Boyfriends. She's jealous, isn't she? No, I don't think so. I don't, pu- I don't know. I don't push to the point of insanity. I don't think I'm ever going to prolapse. We are really bad on staying on top. I fucking apologize to any listeners that think that we're organized in any fucking way. The Nazis are back and they're flying over about to bomb fucking Toronto. Duck and cover. Krampus! <laughs> like, okay. yeah, like I that. wish I had a better way of describing that so I didn't sound like a fucking racist. Like, oh, it's terrible. I, as, as long as, as I get a laugh and you get a laugh, I think we've been successful. So That was my grandmother. You're so Son of a bitch! She didn't splatter like a bag of meat! I'm telling you what, what I heard, learned from television and Wikipedia. She really likes how I say audio. I know how the internet works. Internet boyfriends. I've got 65 minutes as well. The but 45? now I'm gonna go. No, I, I know I know what I'm doing. You got some, you got some clock somewhere? I, I do, I do. Okay. I, I I got a clock. Don't worry about me. <laughs> Anyways. You're just giving me numbers with no reference. I'm like, oh, I... I know what I'm doing, and welcome to but another. I'm gonna wait till 37. I'm gonna wait till 105. Okay, fine. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Internet Boyfriends. <laughs> I'm your host Joey, uh, and with me, as always, is the Stallone to my Schwarzenegger, Ryan. I don't know how I feel about that. Why? I don't know who I'd rather be. I or not even rather be, but who I am more aptly described by. I figured Schwarzenegger for me because I'm more violent and I'm harder to understand. I don't know that you're harder to understand. I think so. I have I very clearly have a speech impediment. And Stallone doesn't? Well, now he does. <laughs> <laughs> he had a speech impediment in Rocky. He, he got it together for a little bit. Uh, I think we just got used to it. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Schwarzenegger has never gotten his shit together. I've never had a problem understanding. I've I've personally had more problems understanding Sylvester Stallone than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Huh. Well, then maybe I take it back then. But I will will make the point that Schwarzenegger got elected to be governor of a state he couldn't fucking pronounce, all right? So that's what had me thinking that, all right? I could probably pronounce every state. Yeah, see, I can't necessarily do that because sometimes I get tripped up on South Dakota, so <laughs> or Louisiana. Anything that's got a lot of S's in it, anything with S's usually. That's why um, or any repetitive sounds. I'm not good at repetitive sounds. I know my weaknesses. I'm not afraid to admit that, especially in episode 34, the definition of manliness. Because this episode, uh, two episodes ago, two episodes ago, three episodes ago, two episodes ago. I don't know. A while ago, <laughs> we were talking about uh, a book that you had read. The two book of ago. that was episode thirty-two. Ago. Yeah, the book of immortality. And now I want to talk about a book that I read a while ago. This is one of those things that I had to pull out of the archives of things that we should have talked about months ago. And I'm glad we're talking about it now because I don't know. Uh, it was 2013, and you wanted to read some books. Maybe you picked up uh, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. She was a... Did a really popular TED Talk about... What was it? Shame. I think shame. Shame. Vulnerability is what Vulnerability. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And she's very, very good at the talking in front of things. She's a very entertaining lady. And she's got a pretty, a pretty entertaining book. I mean, it's not really... Like, as a self-help book, because I, I think it's fair to call it a self-help book. Oh, she had... The Power of Vulnerability is a TEDx talk, and then Listening to Shame is a TED talk. Yes, the TEDx talk went big, and everybody loved it, and then she got invited to TED, which was very nerve-wracking for her. She talks about it in the book. Um, as she talks about generally everything, including Harry Potter, uh, in the book. It's 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 a I don't know, if, if you like self-help books, if you like reading books about things like 
you know, shame and, and, and vulnerability. Fucking, it's the best book you're going to read about shame and vulnerability this year. That's for damn sure. If not this whatever decade or whatever. But it's more of a book where things are said or, or, or written, essentially. <laughs> things are written in this book. You read them and then you take a while to think about them like you do. Unlike, on the other hand, I've been seeing since the end of the year, uh, and it's soon to be 2014, all I'm seeing is... The, those articles it's either articles like buzzfeed articles about like the top 11 reasons why santa claus is white uh the top like 40 it. reasons die hard is the best christmas movie yeah exactly and and arguably it isn't i think I, i'm a huge fan of die hard and i don't think it's the best it christmas is probably movie. the best movie that takes place during christmas i I, w- I would not argue that as strong as it would be that it's the best christmas movie but that's a whole other argument i like the long kiss goodnight better because you can pretty much pick you can pretty much pick any shane black movie they're all during christmas like all of them and uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I think, is a better movie. Um, oh, I, I didn't possibly. think that taking place during Christmas. I would definitely huh? pick that over Die Hard, no question. Yeah, so fuck you, BuzzFeed, and whatever other sites are running those articles. But that's besides the point, because generally fuck like most sites that are running articles right now, because they're crap, and I don't like crap. And so... <laughs> Uh, I've been seeing a lot of crap. I'm sorry. I've been seeing a lot of crap, and I get fucking my panties getting all in a twist about it because, uh, like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of articles lately, like how to be a gentleman in 2014, or like how to get your act together next year, like how to be a better man, and how to do all these things, and like, like all the stuff like Ask Men and Esquire and all that fucking. It's it, fuck you. I, you know, I have a shorthand I, way to do that. Tell yourself, self, you're a grown ass man, and if whatever that makes you feel like you should do, do that. My argument is that you can go with self, you're a grown-ass human. Sure. <laughs> doesn't matter what your gender for, is. Yeah, but for me, I'm a man. But, like, so I'm just like, you could obviously say, self, I'm a grown-ass woman, too. Or whatever you feel you are on the spectrum of gender and sex. Well, all right. Also, maybe there are people who are under the age of 18 that are listening to this. Maybe. I don't know. Well, you don't have to worry about uh, as much, because you're still growing. It's okay if you fuck things up, then. That's well, the, that, that is when you should be fucking up and learning from your mistakes. Yes, yes. Learning, learning is key, and 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 that's the thing to focus on. There, learning is key. No matter no matter what age you are, generally, yeah. strive to be a good person. At least be a neutral person and learn a lot of things. Have an open mind. That's the best you can really ask for. Unless you're Pope Francis, try to be a better person every day than you were the day before. Yes, but th- only because Pope Francis can't be a better person. I I don't know. I don't know. Just because he was the fucking focus of the last episode doesn't mean he couldn't be a better person. I don't know. There's got to be something. There's got to be something. Like he strangles a hobo every once in a while. Or maybe he strangles rich people every once in a while. I don't know. I don't know what he's up to. But bravo either way. Anyways, I feel kind of a dick because I'm now talking about... I'm, I'm, we, we, threw, we immediately said, fuck those things for being have, having no substance and no impact, and then responded back with a statement that basically has no substance and no impact. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Fuck us, too. Uh, but yeah, I, the internet can't tell me to be a better person. It just can't. The internet can't tell me how to act. It can't tell me to, to act better in any sort of way because there's no cost to it there's no there's no downside to me to do whatever i want all of the time on the internet forever ever and ever and ever recording this podcast i think about it and i think like oh maybe some days some day someone's gonna listen to this like an employer or someone that loves me or whatever's gonna listen to this and even then that's a really small chance of that happening and 
whatever. I just say I just save the offensive things to like minute forty five because I know you're not listening. Then like that's that's just the way it is. There's there's nothing people can do. You can do and if, and, and guess what? If I didn't want to be associated with this, I can just say, hey, I'm anonymous person, and with me as always is the anonymous to my anonymous anonymous host number two and there's no reason why you would ever there's no there's, what is someone well, they know you're like, from jersey at least they'd be able to narrow that down no no i think everyone knows who i am because we i say my last name usually most of I'm these i'm just saying if they episodes. didn't you just hear yeah. your voice sight unseen probably narrow down jersey thank you <laughs> i don't know so anyways rewind back i'm reading this book darren <laughs> grayley and i kind of came across uh she's got a list the the the, uh, the the things that are associated that markers the the talents the the such things and attributes this whatever. is not a buzzfeed snappy title you're saying this is just sort of no no this is the one of the least snappy things you're ever going to listen to but that's why i wanted to do it the couple of things that, that are associated with masculinity in the united states there wasn't a list for canada i'm sorry this, this is going to have to apply to both of us i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna it's gonna probably it fairly close to the same yeah it's about as close as you can do uh close as you can get to that and, and um yeah, so I'm going to go through it one by one. We'll talk about it. First thing on the list, winning. But, winning is a very manly thing. That's dumb, but go on. I'm sorry. Most of these are going to come... Like, pretty much all... Like the, When I read all of these things, the first thing that I thought of was Barney Stinson. So... Wait, wait, but just, even, just to be sure, is this what she thinks it is? or the, the, Like, this is what she believes a perfect man would have as his qualities? Or just what she's studied and discovered is the what people conser- consider manly qualities? researchers have discovered these okay. things. So I just and want to know who I should be judging. Americans or Brene Brown? And it sounds like Americans. Americans and Brene Brown is putting it out there that this is bullshit. Sure. Got it. Perfect. Or, or it, it, it is the way that people feel about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it shouldn't be. But it shouldn't be. Gotcha. I, I, I have very few arguments to lobby to lob at Brene Brown um, at all. I think that she's doing a, a fine job for what she's doing. Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, first thing on the list, winning. Second thing on the list, emotional control. Then you have risk-taking, violence, dominance, playboy, (laughs) self-reliance, primacy of work, power over women, disdain for homosexuality, and pursuit of status. It does sound fairly accurate. Yeah. Unfortunately, some of those things imply not womanly, as if women couldn't have these qualities, which is also annoying. But, uh... I think that they get. I think that they get twisted as they tend to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe there was recently a commercial in the Philippines actually that was about that, talking about how men want to be dominant and they want to uh, be strong in the boardroom, for example. But if women do it, they just board come room. off seem like bitches. What's that? I said boardroom. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. In all it's easy. Yeah. Uh, 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 anyway, anyways, uh, very Barney. Uh, and then kind of thought about it once I stopped laughing that I'm not really a lot of these, and you're not really a lot of these either. Can no. we call ourselves men? <laughs> Who are we? Are we not men? We're not manly men, necessarily. Aren't but, we? But I don't like. <sighs> All those things are dumb. No, most of those things were dumb. I can't say all those things were dumb. Self-reliance is... I I think any of these taken in moderation could be positive things. Winning certainly is is positive in moderation. Sure, but being comfortable losing is probably more important. 
Yeah, yeah, that's really important to learning. Yeah, uh, emotional control is to a certain extent pretty pretty positive. Sure, um, but I imagine they imply don't cry; it's not manly, as opposed yeah. to being reasonably yeah. emotional in reasonable circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Uh, risk taking also in, in you know at, in a certain amount that could be very good. It is good to take risks. That's the way you but try to think. But only if you win, apparently. Yourself. Otherwise, it's not manly. Well, yeah, you know, don't go eat like a fugu fish or anything, uh, apparently, because that's not... Well, no, actually, that probably would be very manly to eat a fugu fish, because you'd be like, yes, I am the... I, like, dying dying in a stupid way sounds very manly, actually, um, on these, because violence <laughs> I do feel like is, the vast majority of Darwin Awards are given to men. Yeah, doing manly things, yeah. Yeah, usually. Yeah. yeah. Violence and dominance, definitely. Um, I, I can't really say that violence in moderation is a good thing, but I... <laughs> Then again, I mean, in geopolitics, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what, where you're working. Like, if you're working in like a Quiznos, maybe violence is not a good thing in moderation. Uh, but I guess if you're, I don't know, a boxer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. There, there are things where a certain level of aggression is helpful to your job. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess, I guess the thing is, I don't, I don't if know, not violence. Like, Violence towards whom or what? Uh, violence towards like a tree could be good for a lumberjack. But like, really, I don't know if that counts as violence. I think it's fair to say that swinging an axe at something is violent. Uh, if you're intending to kill the thing, like if you work in a slaughterhouse, I guess. I guess, like, yeah, I guess you would consider. I guess a tree is killing the tree. That is true. Generally, anytime you put killing in the in the I sentence, know, but you're not like. I don't know. There's no. There's theoretically no. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a, a sentient or sapient being. It is it is an organic growing being, yes. It probably has minimal pain sensors or knowledge of pain being inflicted or knowledge of anything in general. This is my point about how non-manly we are, that we're having this side discussion. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> We are not playboys. Uh, no. You you are self reliant far more than I am. Yes. Uh, self reliance is absolutely a good thing. Y- y- it, well, across the board, uh, I guess it, I guess true um, in moderation. But it is it is easier to it is overdosing in self reliance is in my mind generally better than overdosing other things you could do. Obviously, you can go I, I, too far sorry. and have a bunker and guns in the woods. Yeah, that would be too far. But generally speaking, being more an average person being more self-reliant would be a good thing. But the thing is, is that as we pointed out, none of these things are taken at face. Like none of these things are taken in a rational way. They're no. all perverted. Also, it's, it's manly, sense. not just humanly. Yeah. Women yeah, should not be self-reliant. Yeah. They should really rely on the men that are winning risk takers. <laughs> yeah, basically, play playboy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, because you can really trust a playboy to not break your heart and stay with you through thick and thin. But the thing is, is that being a, oh, being that's not very rela- manly. No, being in a relationship now, I've realized that being self reliant not always the best quality to have because sometimes it's better to ask your partner for help than to s- try to be like manly man because it helps you bond together. You work sure. on problems and stuff together. There, there, there's, there's an argument to make against self-reliance. You shouldn't always be... Self- like, that's the whole reason why you're in a team of people uh, yeah. is, you know, sometimes it works better to have more than one person. And it's the only uh, way we got to where we are in society is that we work together as people sometimes. Yeah, generally. <laughs> yeah. Primacy of work. I, do you disagree with primate, that one? Because that, that, I actually... Primacy of work was the one that I actually felt was the most positive out of all of them. No. No. But not unreservedly disagree with. Like, you should 
work hard and do good work, but it shouldn't, in my mind, it should not be the most important thing in your life. It should be weighted appropriately to make sure you have a house over your head and your loved ones are provided for. And once that is taken care of, you should maintain that as long as you can. And otherwise, like, family and happiness should be more important than work. As long as you are, as long as you are not, as long as you're taking care of your responsibilities as a person. So maybe that's just a self-esteem thing with me, because that, yeah, you know what, probably if my self-esteem was better, I would say that primacy of friendship would be the thing I'd put on there, but that's, again, not very manly. I I would put that above, like, all those things would go above, once you are at a, like, obviously you have to get to a, do whatever, you have to work hard to get to a point where you are self-sufficient, I mean, sufficient, not self-sufficient, you are, you are paying your bills at that point. And that yes. might take extra hard work at the detriment of other things while you are getting to that point. But you should be working towards not having primacy of work, I think. That should be yeah. the goal, is to not have primacy of work. It may be necessary in short term, but ultimately it should not be your goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Power over women, which I can't say is at all a positive <laughs> thing. <laughs> Yeah, this thing's certainly not phrased that way. Like I can see, like no, <laughs> yeah. like, no, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm trying to, like, I'm, I, I'm trying to devil's advocate these things a bit, and like I was like, what? no, I no, doesn't work. No, Power the, the, no. Because- the only way I can envision that is when someone says, like, a, it's a very manly quality to have power over women. It's like the Conan standing there over, like, like, a, like a pile of dead bodies and the woman grabbing his leg, you know, like the What woman, is best like, in life? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it can't uh, say power, I can't, I can't replace women with men and feel any better about it. Like, it just still sounds shitty and horrible. Well, so winning, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it, obviously, it's just as bad for women if I can replace men and it still feels terrible. It should not be any different either way yeah exactly <laughs> although although with it being power over women it is closer to the lamentations of the women which yes. as we all know is the most important thing in life what is, so, no, what is best in life it is it is <laughs> what is best in life should be what's most important in life so no sometimes best is just the most fun yeah all right that's fair enough the disdain for homosexuality i don't think we even need no, to absolutely that we don't agree with that i have disdain for people with disdain for homosexuality <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I have disdain for a lot of these manly qualities, actually. If if anyone if anyone has gotten to the point of this podcast where they want to hear more about this, but in a far more entertaining way, just go watch any Bill Burr comedy special, and you'll pretty much get that sort of the disdain for homosexuality. Bill Burr nails it. Yeah. You do have a disdain for homosexuality, or sorry, you, you, sorry, you have a disdain wait, wait, for wait, wait, homosexuality. Saying? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. I'm trying. I'm trying to process multiple things in my head at once. So, which is difficult uh, for you, you have know. it. Sorry, what? <laughs> which is difficult for you? I know. I know. It's so difficult. Uh, you you have a disdain for a disdain of homosexuality. You do not like people who are, for example, using the word gay as an insult. No, nope. I wouldn't say you're a big fan of those people. I'm not either. Would you say that as you still are a man and you were brought up in a society that expects you to be a certain way, do you still have that Bill Burr? Do you know what I'm talking about, by the way? The Bill Burr I, I, voice I know, in the back of your head? I know Bill Burr. Yes. And I can imagine. I don't know the specific bit you're talking about. He ha- It's a long bit, actually, yeah, yeah, uh, sure, where he right. wants to buy a pumpkin. Okay. And he goes and sees a pumpkin and says, I want to carve a pumpkin for Halloween. And immediately in the back of his head, he just goes, you want to carve a pumpkin? What are you, a fag? What are you going to do next? Carve some guy's ass with your dick? Oh, you're a fag, Bill Burr. And that's just, that's basically how his, 
mental process works is that anytime Since he... I, I did not grow up in Boston. I, I didn't either, but I still very much have that inside of me of where he's like, anytime you want to hug a puppy, anytime you want to say kid is cute, anytime you want a cookie, immediately you have like that big in no, the back of your head. I, I don't think yeah. I have that voice. Wow. That must be the best thing ever. To I can't say... No, I don't know. I don't have that... I mean, I, I'm... I don't like holding Michelle's purse. Really? But just because there's no way to hold it that feels right. And it's not like it's a faggy thing, and I'm only using that because that's what Bill Burr said. Like, that would be the, what the voice would be in my head. I don't like that word. Like, I don't... Way to backpedal, buddy. Way to backpedal. <laughs> I don't like it. I've never used that word otherwise, but like, it's just because we just were talking about it in that context. Yes. But like, it's just like, I can't put it over my shoulder. That just feels like I've, anything I do to, like, to hold it would feel like I'm dressing up in some way like I'm putting on airs or joking around with it as opposed to just holding it it just doesn't feel like if I put it over my shoulder I'm like oh that's what a woman would do that is that is not like it's not that it's just like I feel like I'm people would think I'm acting silly more than anything not that I'm acting gay I just assume that people assume that I'm a purse thief so <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's I, my main thing but like I, I have no problem buying like I buy I bought tampons at the grocery store like I have no problem with that I have no problem like yeah buying pumpkins or I, and I do hold the purse and I figured out a way you just sort of fold the handles over and clasp it over the top and yep, that is the best way it took a little while of like as well. managing it but I figured out the way you hold it like like a bag as opposed to like a purse but yeah like you, and now I'm fine with it I, but it's like there was a, a process of learning how to hold a purse that I was like eh, this doesn't feel right never not gay like I, I love hugging my dog and picking her and rubbing her belly like, I don't feel any guilt about that at all. <laughs> like, I have, I have no... I don't feel weird at all about saying something's cute or, like, tickling a baby or, like... I don't like holding a what? baby because I'm scared I'm going to break it. Not because I think it's yeah, not manly, yeah, yeah. but, like, I, am, I, I, I have anxiety about it. About, like, oh, this is a very fragile thing. I'm going to sit perfectly still, try not to breathe, and wait for this to stop. It's sort of how I feel when I hold a baby. Like I, I just yeah. I, I wouldn't even complain. I'll just sit there quietly. And I'm like, okay, it hasn't moved. It's okay. Just, someone's gonna take it from me at some point. Please let it happen. It hasn't happened yet. Come on, start happening. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't like holding babies, but it's just an anxiety thing, not a not manly thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I this part in particular. Is, Although anxiety is in general about. is not manly. Well, that, yeah. That see that that's actually that's actually what I started thinking about, which is that I would rather kiss a man in public when I have. I'd rather kiss a man in public and just kind of go on with my day. As like I said, I, I've done I've done that before. I've kissed a guy and I don't I don't mind it. Like I don't it doesn't bother me in any way. I don't like I don't have any sort of like guilt inside of me or I don't I don't immediately like, if I kiss somebody if I kiss a guy or a girl in public I don't automatically go oh my god what is everyone going to think about that I, I usually go well that was that was nice like I like kissing people and like, and, and, and that's good that's a good positive experience for me. Being anxious to me and being visibly anxious and worried and scared of something is I'm way more likely to get that voice in the back of my head of like, why don't you man up and stop, you know, being that way. And and that even if my own thoughts offend me of where I'm just like, why are you why are you thinking this way, you fucking stupid brain? Like, like, clearly you've been programmed to have a disdain for homosexuality. You equate weakness and fear and anxiety with that in some way, uh, and that's and that's a problem. And you shouldn't do that, especially because it, in no rational way are those things equated. It's, it really, if you look at this entire list, 
None of these things make any really goddamn sense. None of these make any sense to a rational human being. No, you well, would sit down, as we are. Self, you know, you self-reliance so far is the one that sort of works. Yeah, okay. Yeah, self-reliance is the thing that kind of works. Um, but uh, And then finally, the last one is pursuit of status, which... I guess makes sense, but the way it's the the way again, like all of it them, it feels icky how it's phrased. Know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I think that it's meant it's meant to be that way, and and certainly because I think it's specifically trying to say like that's what it is. It's but I, do, but I don't status. think there's anything wrong inherently in striving to be smarter and more fis- uh, more economic, more more financially comfortable than yeah. you were before. But that's and but both that's of those not... things are status levels as such. If you think of status in that way, I don't think it's bad. But the the end result is status. It's not the well. That's pers- up to the individual person. Like you can be a very right. nice, rich, and smart person. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but, they're, they're, but I'm not sure they're the majority. Let's let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> they're, 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 I'm not. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna move on. Sure. Uh, the, the most most people uh, uh, don't want men to be vulnerable or weak or unsure. That's the point she made, is that when you actually talk to men in private, when you do research on these sort of things, you realize that it's women often that reinforce this way more than men do. Mm-hmm. It's men that reinforce it in themselves uh, way more often, it seems, than than other people do, um, because we're sort of programmed to believe these things, and that's just the way it works. And we tend to just, it tends to be just a constant cycle of this over and over and over again, because the reason we judge those struggling is because we're struggling in the same ways that they are. If you ever want to know, if you ever want to explain why we get particularly mean in any episode or upset about anything in any episode... It's 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 because uh, it's because because uh, of that because we tend to be upset and we tend to get judgy and and shitty towards people because they're struggling the same ways that we are and we're comfortable with that shame we're not we're, sorry we're we're uncomfortable with that shame but we know we comfortable in the sense that we 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 know it we know it well and and it's not strange or distant to us it's very real it, we talk about things like creativity because how many books did i finish writing this year zero uh we we say mean things uh, we talk about religion because i spend a lot of my time thinking about religion and thinking about death and i thinking about things like that um when i don't want to and it's uncomfortable for me and i don't like it and 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 I want to be comfortable with the afterlife, and I and I want to be comfortable with writing, and I want to be comfortable with work. Uh, I want to be comfortable with everything all the time. Generally, that's that's how, as a human being, that's what you want. I want to be sure of myself. I want to be you know strong. I, I don't want to be vulnerable at all. But I am, and the easiest thing for me to just turn around and be like, that shit's gay, or whatever it is that, you know, whatever it is that would make me feel better. Um, because instead of feeling insecure, I can immediately just turn it into a negative thing about somebody else. See, I've never, like, I don't know if it's because I grew up from hippie left-wing parents and had, like, a gay guy living in the house as I was growing up. Like, that's, that, that's, I don't, I don't, I don't have that at all. Like I feel neurotic and need and try to get over it all the time, like constantly. But yeah. it's just more moral. It's like Ryan, this is gonna happen no matter what. Suck it up and get over it. Not like that's gay or that's you're acting like a chick or whatever. Like it's just this is gonna happen. Deal with it and move on. Is sort of how I have to rationalize it. I wish. I mean, I don't wish I had that in the back of my head, and I really don't think I do. I really don't. And I don't know if that's just self denial, and it's there quieter or something. But like, I don't feel that way. I just, I, it's, I don't, I, I, I just blame myself. Like, I'm just like, ah, oh, Ryan, you're an idiot. 
So, like, it's all blaming. It's not. It's not like, oh, this feels icky because it's gay, or this feels icky because this is how women do it, or like, I feel like a girl, or whatever. It's just like this is. It's. I don't know. It's just. It's all. It's all my fault. It's all just me. And that. And that sucks sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but like, but that, that is how it is, though. It's like it. It's. It's how I feel. It's. It's, it's my fault, and I feel shitty about myself a lot. But like. <laughs> And that's the thing that that that's what that's what Bob that's what bothers me about those articles where it's like how to be a better gentleman is because I feel like a lot of guys have that in them of where they're like there's no reason why I should be sweating holding my girlfriend's purse because there's nothing wrong with this whatsoever yeah. there shouldn't be any fucking problem with this in my mind but there is and I'm an idiot and I just need to not be an idiot exactly. that's it. It's not, but that's the thing, it's not like that. It's not that you're an idiot and you shouldn't be like that. I mean, you shouldn't be like that, but you're not an idiot. This is something that everybody feels, and really the only way to get over it is to change society. Except we are all idiots for it, you know what I mean? Like, whether it's something everyone does doesn't mean not everyone's an idiot for feeling that way. Well, okay, the problem I have is not necessarily whether or not you're an idiot. It's leaving it (laughs) at that and saying, because for the longest time, I would say, I'm an idiot. Even with my own depression, I'd say, why are you acting like this way? You're being stupid. And then I go see a doctor, and they're like, no, you're not stupid. You have a real affliction. Yeah, it's true. And I'm coming from a place where I don't have any diagnosed issues. Like, it's it's all been fairly stuff I can overcome without... You've had more serious mental issues than I have. Yes. Frankly yeah. speaking. So, I'm, like, I'm, I'm coming from a place of, like, complaining about how I feel neurotic all the time. I'm still functional 100% of the time, which is not always the case with you. But, but like... But I still feel I still feel like there's a way of doing better than absolutely, just simply absolutely. Say, yeah. We should all yeah, be striving just... not to feel like idiots ever. We should all there's no reason to feel like an idiot for something that everyone does. We should yeah. just be like, oh, this is something we all feel silly about. Ha ha ha. Let's all just laugh about it and move on with our lives. Like it's all it should be. Yeah, generally, yeah. I mean, uh, in the same way that uh, it's funny you actually said when you're when you're holding a purse you're not really like, oh no, someone's gonna think that I'm gay. You're more along the. You're more thinking like, no one's gonna, someone's gonna think I'm goofy or yeah. silly for doing this. It's like even I, I talked to other guy friends about this. Just like when I was reading the book, I was like throwing this out there to people and be like, how do you feel about being goofy in public? And they're like, oh, I'd never do that. I, uh, I, I have way goofy. more problems with being goofy than being perceived as gay. I <laughs> I, I know for sure I'm perceived as gay. I'm like, great, fine. I have no problem with that. Perceived as silly and feeling like, and people laughing as opposed to with me at me for being silly and goofy. Oh no 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 no, not acceptable. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Yeah, and uh, it's yeah, it's fucking weird. I mean, but uh, if you I, think I, I talk to... cock, it's totally fine. Just don't think I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> yep. It is it, it it is really telling that that's how you feel about that because it seems every single one of my guy friends, all of my close guy friends, all feel that way. <laughs> Because I, I I talk to you in length at length about this. I've talked to other people at length about this. I don't think that I've developed a lot of my good habits based on my family life because my family life generally didn't. Ha- I didn't have a lot of teaching. Exp- There's no teaching moments in my family life. My dad really didn't teach me how to be a man. My dad just generally, you know, he was working all the time. He was off doing his own thing, and my mom generally was off doing her own thing too so i sort of i don't want to say i raised myself that's kind of not really what i want to say but it, i 
I had to develop on my own. It, it it wasn't until I met you that I met someone that said, "Hey, you should read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy." Like I just I had to I had to find out things on my own. And when you're like an eleven year old trying I got to figure out the first Hitchhiker's book I read was my dad's. Exactly, which That's I believe saying. was the first printing. Yeah. I, I never, I never learned to, I never learned to read from my parents. I, that that idea of reading was never. I read a, at least a book a week, or I, I try to. Uh, lately, it's been whatever. But uh, I, and I really, I'm not saying like that, that kind of thing of like, oh, you know, I always try to read a book a week. I get fucking angry when I don't, when I can't keep up my schedule of reading a book of week, a book a week. I want to read at least two hundred to three hundred pages of something a week, whatever I'm doing, whether it's a comic book or a novel or or a nonfiction book, whatever it is. I need to read. I need information. I am like Johnny Five. I need input. That drive did not come from my immediate family. That a lot of the stuff that I like did not come from my immediate family. It all came from my friends, like you and Timmy and Matt and the guys that I spend a lot of my time with. And it's really funny that all of the things like holding a person public, we as a group haven't. Like I feel like we're in a lab somewhere. Like yes, have we cracked the code yet? No, we haven't. Hold the buckles. Ah, that's an idea. Yeah, like like as long as as have we figured out how to be goofy in public and be secure in ourselves and and do that? No, no, no. We're working on that. You know, very hard, sir. We're hoping in the next decade we're going to figure that one out. Like it's it, it's uh, fucking weird. You you get so much from your immediate friend group because that's where a lot of your fucking interaction comes in a lot of that reinforcement comes in i mean i even i asked around to, to friends and uh, as we're doing this podcast i'll ask you how many female role models do you have a few yeah yeah hmm. that's the you are the first person to respond back with like a clear yes i have female role models usually the answer is like why would i ever have female role models when there's so many good male ro- role well, models well, that's room? just dumb like <laughs> I, I would consider my mother a great role model like at the very least it, I, okay again i when you say dumb i think it's dumb in the same way that like you feel silly about holding the purse because i i think Although that my, i mean i've heard stories of your mother so like well i'm sure she has good qualities don't get me wrong i'm being a little hyperbolic but like my mom's awesome well okay like she was fully awesome I personally, I, I do, I do have female role models. Um, Grace Hopper, definitely a female role model. Uh, but uh, hell, Jennifer I, Lawrence I, is a female was, role model. Who was that? Hell, Jennifer Lawrence is a female role model. Jennifer Lawrence is a female role model. Yeah, yeah. But they're, I, I don't. Yeah, I, we, we could spend quite, a, we could spend quite, a, we could spend an entire podcast just yeah. listing out female role sure. models. They exist, and I think that the the stupid behavior, as you say, is that female role models aren't needed by men or not wanted by men because they feel like men have it's not that men have better qualities it's that i can find the qualities that i want to pick out in men already and that's more socially acceptable ergo that's what i'm gonna do and that's what happens i mean it like even talking about chris hadfield before as we keep talking about chris hadfield uh or at least i keep talking about chris hadfield i reading his book he is a very manly man and he he exhibits a lot of like a very you know very high amount of emotional control he is risk taking in the sense that you or i would think he's taking risks but he isn't really he's taking very calculated risks and even to the point of where they're not really risks they're he knows what he's doing he really knows what he's doing uh primacy of work definitely a big thing for chris hadfield i i, I don't think that i could say he has a lot of power over women based on his stories uh and i don't oh, think no. he has you could probably it, drop a lot of panties it, yeah well okay he was an uh, actual astronaut hero 
Like <laughs> he, he was a test pilot too, so that's that alone. Test pilot is like that, way that just just post. being that just having those qualifications gives him some power over a certain kind of woman. Yes, not women yeah. in general. So I'm not saying that. Yeah, but there are women that fit that stereotype. They exist. We've all met them. Well, but at the same time, he's nonviolent. He no. doesn't. He, really he would do never do that. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, he, he wouldn't do that. He's not really interested in dominance over people. Um, if anything, he has an entire chapter of his book where he talks about how to be a zero <laughs> instead of being a plus one or a minus one, and he, he's like, aim to be a zero. Oh, he's always a very good zero. idea. Yeah, it's it's good advice, but it, he's not really into dominance. He's not into violence. Uh, he's definitely not into pursuit of status. Uh, he makes that clear that he's into pursuit of you know, really he's into the journey instead of the destination, as you should be as an astronaut, because otherwise you'll never make it. You know, winning certainly, again, is a good quality, I guess, to have or a quality that you should value. But as you point out, and as we talked about before, losing is way more useful to you to know how to lose and know how to lose gracefully and how to recover from a loss and how to do that kind of stuff. Because you're going to lose way more than you're going to win. It's just generally how life is. I mean, that's just that's just how reality is. Um, it, it's... I, 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 could say that, I could say that Chris Hadfield is a hero of mine and the reason i could say that is because i know who he is i've had a fair idea of who he is for a while now and i've read his book and i know a bit about his life i've never read a single book about a female astronaut i wish i had and that's just the difference i think is that also when you talk about media and you talk about the world at large there's so much you're just gonna have way more chances to develop male role models than you are female yes. role models. More men are put into that position by the media than women are, by a long shot. Yeah, by a long shot, yeah. And and whether that's whether or not it's a conscious thing, I think that's a thing. For a while there, I really didn't want to, for a, a long time, I didn't really want to have role models because I thought that that was a bad idea. And and then little by little, I kind of developed bad role models, and then I I started to develop good role models. I mean, you're you're a role model of mine. You're you're someone that I look toward took towards. All my all my male friends are role models. All of my female friends are role models. Well, Hell, it, what's the point in being friends with or being not just friends with, but in some sort of relationship with someone by choice, unless you're going to learn from them in some way? That well put, yeah. like. Why? If they're just drains on you and downers and not stimulating in any way, why or interesting in any way? Why would you be friends with them? Fuck them! Like, they're, they're, I don't mean to say that in a way where if you're not useful to me, why would I be friends with you? But like, I want to be friends with someone that isn't interesting enough to, or like clever enough or fun enough or have qualities that I aspire to in some way. Why would I not? Why would I want to be friends with someone that doesn't have any of those things? Well, yeah, like, I, I'm I, not I perfect just... by any stretch of the imagination. So I have people like. If I was perfect, maybe not. But like, I am not <laughs> at all. No. So like, this, I have more to learn and more to experience, and the only way to learn do that is from other people. Really, like, I'm by learn by example is the easiest way to learn. Like, it's so why not surround myself with as many good examples of different qualities I want to emulate or things I want to know than I can. Than I can. Like, it's yeah, it's in the same way, the same reason you watch fucking TV as much as you do, the same reason you play video games as much as you do. Hey, what it's like? To, what what is it like to be a White House staffer? I don't know. I'll go watch The West Wing. Yeah, and I've started to be thing. a lot choosier about that kind of thing. I yeah. still watch Survivor Big Brother, but like at this point, those are like comfort things. Yeah. And well, also, also I think because you can be choosier now that yeah, things course. are better than they ever were. 
But yeah, I, I think that it, it's funny. People are, are quick to in that sort of. I, I know we were shit on them before, and I'm coming back to shit on them again. But that sort of like listicle BuzzFeed culture, people are fast to be like, oh, hey, I really love, you know, Bob Ross. Hey, I really love um, fucking Mr. Rogers, for example, or Jim Henson or, or whatever it is. Um, I haven't read Jim Henson's biography yet. We'll get to that in a different podcast, but I'm looking Soon, forward to it. I read it a while ago. Now. <laughs> it's on my list. I'm getting to it um, and I'm going to have some time. So we look to these guys and 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 women too i mean uh, fucking there's just like i said just less of them which is sad but it's true we we look to people in the media we look to people to make our role models we look at these people and then we say here are the top 10 things we value in them and then we say that's great but in our personal lives we are friends with people who are shitbags we are we are associated with people who are just horrible people and we want nothing to do with them but we have to because of social reality the reality the situation the social norms the way it is and it, it's it's really fucking weird to me that i i seem almost surrounded by a bubble of people who are pro-feminism pro-humanity equal rights uh, pro-gay rights uh, it, it seems like everybody i know because i've selected them to be that way is very understanding and hopeful and they complain a lot uh, about. Yeah, that is the downside of. That is the downside of things. Yeah, they complain a lot about the vast majority of people who are just fucking assholes. It seems, and I don't really know what to do about that because, I, as a friend, the best thing I can say is like, "Hey, man, you know, just try to keep in mind that you do your best and and and." You know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know what to say because I, as a friend, as you well know, I, I hold myself to a very high standard as a friend. I, I hold myself to un, un, unattainable standards as a friend, as a human being, um, and I'm working on that. But it, it's it's hard to talk to people about this stuff. It's not it's not easy. It's not easy to bring up a conversation at random. And in this podcast, I can just randomly say to you, like, "Hey, I want to fucking do this," you know, podcast, and you just go, "Yeah, well, I'll see you on, you know, Wednesday." It's not a big deal, but. For most people, I don't think this is a topic of conversation. That no one's no one's bringing this shit up at Christmas dinner, you know, and and maybe they should. I don't know. My, my Christmas dinner conversations tend to be pretty interesting. <laughs> well, maybe I just go to very well. I do. I do go to very boring Christmas dinners. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it have to be at five o'clock, and then by seven thirty, the latest. Well, yeah. I don't know. I, I just I'm just kind of sitting here now. I'm just sort of in my contemplative, quiet state. I think I've kind of excised this out of me and. I, I, if it, you know, if anything, I'm really interested to hear what people actually have to say about this episode because other episodes, you and I jaw back and forth about it, and that's it. We don't, we're not looking for answers. Like the last episode, we weren't looking for answers. We just like talking about the Pope and popes in general. Popes are great. Let's talk about them. This episode, I, I really want to know what the what the fuck are people going to do? We're just going to keep complaining about this for like we're going to say, oh, this is the way it is, and we're going to keep complaining about how stupid society is, and then we're going to go on with our day, and that's it because ultimately there's nothing we can do. You know, I, I don't know. It, it's very weird to me that we are living these lives that this is clearly the way it is, and and and, and it's very clear that. People do not want men to be vulnerable. They don't want people to be. They don't want men to be weak. They want them to be winning. They want them to be self reliant and 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 you know working hard and playboys and and things like that. We value that so fucking hard in our society, especially it, in America. It's yeah. It's definitely the work primacy and stuff like that is definitely viewed less in Canada 
but by and large, I'd say that's fairly accurate for Canada too. I'm curious how it would be uh, for a country not quite as uh, influenced, media saturated, media saturated by uh, American content. Like yeah. other English-speaking countries, like the UK or Australia, have rich and vibrant local media production. Canada does not really, especially outside of Quebec, because Quebec has all the French language stuff, so it's different. But like, we watch ninety-nine percent of content is American. Yeah, um, I would say that's true of most Canadians, and that is not—I'm sure that's not true of most Brits or Australians or other English-speaking people. I'm sure they all, everyone has tons of American content, but I don't think the ratio is quite as bad as it is in Canada as it is anywhere else. I don't mean bad in a bad way, I just mean like, not a, a, a separate country's media is not quite as prevalent in any other country as it is in Canada. Sure, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested to find out, and I'm going to do some more research on it, but most of all, I'd love to hear what everybody else has to think about this. So, so if hopefully you do... get this soon, right, Joey? Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, primacy of work is clearly something we shouldn't be valuing because it's an evil man trait, all right? So, this is the work. You're not getting paid for this. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. I actually, if anything, primacy of work is what keeps me from editing. Exactly. <laughs> editing, yeah. Well, all right. Well, that was episode 34, the definition of manliness. And this has been Internet Boyfriends. As always, I'm your host, Joey. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Heflick, or you can find us on you can find us both on 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 Twitter as at i Internet Boyfriends Internet BFs, BFs, I think Internet BFs. Yeah, I want I wanted to drop that because, like I said, I want to get actual feedback on this. Uh, and you can also find us on Facebook as well. Just search for Internet Boyfriends; it comes up. I just did it, so I don't know what it is, but just search for it. You'll find it. And with me, as always, is Ryan uh, yes. at Gobo on Twitter. And uh, yeah. Have a good night. Have a good week. All right. Until next time, we love you all, and see you next time and other things about next time, because there will be a next time, I promise. All right.